This is How Curious from KGOU, exploring tall tales, legends, and rumors in Oklahoma. I'm your host, Caitlin Howard. While driving through Caddo County in west central Oklahoma, I spotted a tall rock formation in the distance called the Ghost Mound. It was impossible to miss among the trees as vultures circled its rounded top. At the base stood Dion Yearwood. The mound has been in his family since the 1930s when his father purchased the property. Yearwood proceeded to lead me up the steep mound. We need to go back around the other side of this. I'm trying to take the shortest way up for me. He made the hike look effortless, which comes after decades of practice. When I was a kid, I'd climb that mound two or three times a day. I knew where every crack and rock was. The ghost mound also played a part in KGOU listener Colton House's childhood. Basically, I grew up on a farm just to the south of there. So, like, I mean, you could see it from my front door window. So it was always there growing up. He thought of the ghost mound again while reading a novella called The Mound that H.P. Lovecraft, one of the most influential writers of the 20th century, wrote under a different author's name. The novella takes place in Binger, Oklahoma, which is about 20 miles southeast of the Ghost Mound. It is about an ethnologist who visits a haunted mound and ends up finding a portal to a subterranean civilization. House wonders if the Lovecraft novella was based on the Ghost Mound. I feel like there's a story there, you know, trying to figure out what this old ghost story was and maybe the history of it. In his lifetime, Lovecraft was not a successful writer, so he made a living as a writing coach. One of his clients was Zelia Bishop. Sean Branny, co-founder of the H.P. Lovecraft Historical Society, says Bishop had hopes of writing about her own life experiences. Which were largely about being a frustrated single mom and domestic kinds of challenges with a sprinkling of romance in there. But this was far from Lovecraft's brand of cosmic horror. Then, while Bishop was visiting her sister's ranch in Oklahoma, she heard spooky folklore. Branny says one about a snake god taking vengeance on anyone who harmed serpents inspired Bishop. She thought, oh, uh, this is a story I could write and it's something that Mr. Lovecraft might like. And so she took the basic gist of the story and sent it on to Lovecraft. And so he basically was hired as a ghostwriter to go in and take her idea and flesh it out and make it a better story. The story titled The Curse of Yig was published in a pulp magazine in 1929 under Bishop's name, with Lovecraft receiving a small fee. But this was not the last time Bishop and Lovecraft would collaborate. Her time in Oklahoma also inspired another story titled The Mound, set in Binger. Lovecraft wrote a 30,000-word novella based on a brief synopsis from Bishop that read, There is an Indian mound near here which is haunted by a headless ghost. Sometimes it is a woman. Again, Branny. I think the mound is the most significant work that he did under somebody else's name. Uh, It's a long story. It's a complex story. It's an interesting story. Uh, You know, it's got 
a lot of his own kind of theories about politics and sociology are kind of woven into this underground world and culture of the, the people of Kenyan. And that it really is a standout among all the other works that, that he did, uh, again, as revisions or collaborations. In the story, the location is described as being about a third of a mile west of the village. Bishop never indicates in her memoir which real-life mound, if any, the story is based on. But it is accepted among most Lovecraft circles that the novella is likely modeled after the ghost mound. As Dion Yearwood and I made it farther up the ghost mound, he pointed out a small cave, which is tied to what some think could be an indigenous folk tale that the mound supposedly got its name from. Two brothers were gathering ponies for the tribe, and they uh, stopped close by here for the night. And one of the brothers woke up during the night, and the ponies were gone. And the brother left to look for the ponies, but during this time, the other brother woke up and saw that he was gone along with the pony, so he started looking as well and couldn't find them. So when he returned to the campsite, he looked up toward the mound and saw a barn owl in the small cave with the reflection of the moon on its belly. It took a ghostly-like appearance. This story also appeared in a 1965 edition of The Oklahoman. Once we made it near the top, I looked out on the open fields dotted with cattle, farming equipment, and crops. Wow, this is beautiful. Yeah, it gets pretty scenic. But what looked like a footprint on the rocks caught my eye. Yearwood said this is related to a second possible indigenous folktale, related to a woman falling or jumping off the mound. I asked officials from the Caddo Nation in Binger if they had ever heard of any indigenous folktales related to the ghost mound. While aware of some stories, they say the tales were most likely made up by farmers in the area. Some Lovecraft fans believe another possible inspiration for the story's location is Dead Woman's Mound, which is about 20 miles northwest of Binger and also has what might be an indigenous folktale related to it. Branny says Lovecraft's depiction of indigenous peoples in the mound is stereotypical, a reoccurring theme within Lovecraft's work related to minority communities. He, he doesn't go to the trouble of trying to portray them with any kind of, you know, humanity or personality or any sort of nuance or understanding. By any modern standards, it's wildly insensitive. When the mound was first submitted to a pulp magazine, it was rejected because it was too long. An abridged version was later published in 1940 after Lovecraft's death, but the full novella was not published until 1989. That is it for this episode of How Curious. The show is a production of KGOU Public Radio. It is produced by me, Caitlin Howard, and this episode was edited by Logan Leda. David Gray composed our theme music. And if you have an Oklahoma-related question, email curious at kgou.org.